The backbone of any healthy company is quality marketing, and you're about to learn the secrets from those who do it the best. Welcome to Marketing Superstars, where the world's best marketers discuss their cutting-edge marketing practices. Host David T. Scott is an award-winning CMO, best-selling author, national speaker, and is widely recognized as one of the top marketers in the country. Each week, David sits down with the brilliant marketing minds behind some of the best-known brands in the world to unlock the secrets of great marketing. With their help, you'll learn proven techniques you can use to build your business and your brand. Now, your host for Marketing Superstars, David T. Scott. Welcome to Marketing Superstars. Today I have with me Kevin Babowski, the Chief Marketing Officer of Acton Software. Kevin, welcome to the show. Thanks, David. It's great to be on. So tell us a little bit about what Acton Software does. So Acton Software is a marketing automation platform. And it's a perfect marketing automation platform for any company that's using Salesforce CRM or Microsoft Dynamics or Sugar CRM. And our marketing automation platform helps get sales and marketing aligned. And it helps marketers drive more pipeline. It helps marketers build a better brand in the market. And it helps marketers retain and upsell their customers over the lifetime of those customers. So it's a great tool that helps across the entire business. And uh, we're excited to um, excited to represent Acton as a company. That's great. And where are your headquarters? We are based in beautiful Portland, Oregon. So we've got <laughs> our main headquarters here, and then we've got a, a pretty big office down in um, Central California, too. But uh, the headquarters are here in, uh, in uh, Portland. That's great. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, how long have you been with, uh, tell me how long have you been the CMO at uh, Acton? So I've been the CMO for about a year okay. at Acton. And then before that, I had, I'd had a role within Acton running uh, our integrated marketing programs. Mm-hmm. So demand gen, content, marketing, and our digital teams. Yeah, absolutely. So, you, so you've, uh, you've ran large teams before? I have. I have. I ran uh, large teams here. And then I've actually uh, ran large teams at some of my previous uh, companies where I was uh, in marketing. So I worked at Exact Target for about five years, running demand gen, running uh, elements of digital, field marketing, segment marketing. And so had some large teams at Exact Target as well. Yeah, so it, it, it's funny because it seems like you've, you've, you've really sort of ran the gambit of cross-marketing. I mean, the only thing I think... Uh, I didn't hear was maybe brand marketing <laughs> in terms right. of your background, but, but, you know, field marketing and Legion and, and, and content marketing are all really great, great sections of, 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 of what a CMO does and what a marketing team does. Do you find that marketing organizations silo themselves too much or do you find that we're still doing a good job practicing the full diversity of marketing? I think it depends. I think you'll find companies that are doing a good job of being more integrated. Uh, I also think you'll find companies that aren't doing a great job of being integrated and they tend to be a bit more siloed. I think those same companies may have been integrated in the past. And I think what ends up happening as companies evolve, you grow, your your go-to-market starts to change. I think that could have impacts on the marketing org where the marketing org will temporarily get kind of siloed. 
and there's almost a need to kind of break those silos and get and just drive a more integrated approach into the market. Yeah, it's interesting. I sort of joined marketing um, when uh, you know the concept of analytical marketing just came around, uh, and I and, and as a former Boston consulting consultant and uh, MBA, I loved it. Right, I love the idea of sort of mathematical marketing. In fact. I had written a book and a bunch of blog articles about the fact that you don't need creativity anymore in marketing, right? You just right. need to A-B split test it. Um, and what's interesting is a lot of us analytic guys have really pushed back down toward the middle a little bit and sort of said, wait, hold on a minute. You kind of need all of marketing to work really, really well, and that includes a little bit of gut instinct. I think you're 100% right, and I think you probably have had this experience and maybe even have had this slide in one of your power, like a deck that or a presentation you might give at a at an event. I know I have, but you throw up Don Draper, right, from Mad Men, and you say, <laughs> hey, marketers, you don't want to be like this guy. He was all about brand and creative. You've got to be data-driven, the math, right. mathematical marketer. And I think what's kind of interesting is the next show I do, or not the next show, but the next presentation I do, I think I'm going to put Don Draper back up and say we need to be more like him. Because to <laughs> your point, you know, I, I feel like what, what has happened a little bit is we've been so enamored with the analytics and the numbers and performance, and there's a lot of marketing tech tools out there that support that. Uh, it's almost as if we've exercised that part of our muscle too much and maybe let the brand and even the customer experience side atrophy a bit over time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, and even if you talk to guys like Phil Fernandez at Marketo, he'll even tell you that he think he he'll agree with us. You know, um, and and so uh, you know, how do you do that? I mean, you, you as a person who has at one point in time embraced sort of analytical marketing, how did you breathe creativity back into your organization? So I think part of it gets down to thinking about just the focus on the customer, right, mm. and focusing on the customer experience. And then thinking about who you want your customers to become, right? And I think, Dave, one of the things that I have seen with a lot of companies, and company, including companies I've been a part of, because of that intense focus on acquisition marketing or the intense focus on demand generation, companies will end up with a little bit of what, what I call sloppy growth, where they will drive a lot of demand, they'll get lots of leads, they'll see a lot of deals come through, but those customers aren't sticking around for very long. And... I think what marketers need to be thinking about and really defining up front is what their go-to-market strategy is and who their segment of the market that they're targeting. And it's interesting because I'll ask people, who is your target market? And they give me answers like, well, it's all B2B companies or small businesses. It's <laughs> too big, right? And I think if you're going to do a great job marketing, you have empathy for your customers and your prospects, you need to understand who they are. And you, in order to understand them, you have to have a pretty good and tight definition of what that ideal customer profile looks. So I think it starts there, and then it cascades across the entire organization. For those of you who are just joining us, we're here listening to Kevin Babowski, the CMO of Acton Software. And we're just talking a little bit about sort of, uh, you know, the balanced marketer, if it were. I think you raise a, a great point, which is you can't boil the ocean, right? There's a sweet spot of customer you want to go after. Um, but then... Inside of that customer, there's also a, a sweet, uh, there's a decision maker or a decision center that you want to go after as well. So it's a, it's almost a two-step process, isn't it? It is. And I think what you, what you find is once you've identified the account or the company, right, and I think you could identify companies by, you know, very numerical attributes like the size of employees or revenue or the industry they're in or maybe the CRM that they even use. Mm. But I think to your point, once you get into these accounts, 
I think it's becoming more and more common, especially as you start to move up into kind of size of company. Um, there are a lot of people involved in the decision-making process. And I, I always use the example of Acton. If you were to sell marketing technology into Acton, there are probably five to seven people on the marketing team that will be involved in that decision-making process. So we have, I, I look at it from kind of an executive sponsor. We'll have the users of the product. Uh, occasionally we'll have a salesperson involved. Mm. And I think that creates interesting and new challenges, Dave, around account-based marketing. And how do you make sure you deliver the right message to all those, dis- di- all those people involved in the decision-making process? Because each of them might have a slightly different role. Yeah, and, and I think that's a, re- a relatively new phenomenon. And, and so as you think about sort of organizing your marketing group, uh, to go after decision makers that the target companies are going after. How do you think about that buying center? How do you address those needs? Because now it's sort of like a hydra, right? A seven-headed monster. Yeah, it is. So I, when we think about when I think about the more marketing organization, there's a couple couple of key principles that we drive towards internally here at Acton. One of them is, as I mentioned before, just very clear definition of the market that we want to own mm. and the types of customers that we want to go after. And then within that, to your point before about, so who are those people in the decision-making process? That helps make the PR and the content team and our thought leadership team really locked in on who we're going after. Okay. Right? And they, they have clarity. Then the second big chunk of the team is around you know, how do we start to build out our acquisition and demand generation programs to help drive the demand and fill pipeline? And they can be much more effective when they know who our target audience is, what are their pain points, and those sort of different pieces. And then I think the third part, and this is where this is almost like a layer across the organization, um, but it's about our brand team and the creative team and how do we represent our brand and our visual and our message into the market. And I think that's a really, really important piece of like tying this all together. And then the last piece that I always think about is the customer, right? The customer team and how do we make sure our customers are happy, they're satisfied, and they're, we're doing a great job of getting them onboarded and in a position to be successful. Yeah, you know, I, I really love where marketing is going these days, primarily B2B marketing, because I, th- I think it's moving toward uh, you know, less of uh, uh, just acquisition and branding, but more of a, a 360-degree holistic view of the customer and, uh, and and saying, okay, hold on a minute. The customer, you know, our work is not done once someone signs a contract, right? And in a lot of cases, you could argue our work's just beginning at that point in time. I think you're, I think that's a, a very healthy way to think about it, right? So, you know, I always love to ask other marketers, what are you measured on, yeah. right? And if somebody comes back to me and says, well, you know, we, we, the marketing department, we're measured on leads, uh, that makes me nervous because, <laughs> you know, that's just, it's very tactical. And I, I fear that that marketing organization might not be viewed strategically within the company. Right. right? Yeah. It's a, and it's a very much of a what have you done with me lately sort of mentality, I can only imagine. Right. And there's always exceptions to the rule. Like you could drive a thousand leads this week. And there could be three bad leads, and you're going to hear about the three bad leads and not the <laughs> 997 good ones, right? Uh, something tells me you've been there before. <laughs> I, think, I think we all have. It's, it's, those are fun times, right? Like I was talking to our, our CRO the other day, and he and I were ch- catching up. And, you know, we were talking about, you know, there's two certainties in life. There's death and taxes, and everybody talks about that. And we said there's also two certainties in sales and marketing alignment. There's never enough of leads, 
and the and the sales team never follows up on the leads the way marketing wants them to, right? Like <laughs> you you'll have that you'll have that conversation at length for as long as you're in the position. Exactly. Right? So for those of you who are just joining us, we're listening to uh, Kevin Babowski, the CMO of Acton Software, and we'll be right back after this quick commercial break. For more information on today's program or to contact David T. Scott directly, visit marketingsuperstars.com. Don't go away. Marketing Superstars will continue in a moment. study shows that strong brands command a 6% price premium, and that higher premium means higher profits. How does your brand rank? Harness your brand's power and gain the competitive edge with JPL's unique brand methodology. We build authentic brands that connect and drive performance, delivering real business value inside and out. See how it works at jplcreative.com. You're listening to Marketing Superstars with David T. Scott. Welcome back to Marketing Superstars. We're here with Kevin Babowski, the CMO of Acton Software. Uh, you know, we're talking a little bit about, uh, you know, the organization, you know, and, and how do you make a balanced marketing organization with the secret sauce there. And, uh, you know, Kevin, we were just talking a little bit about, um, <laughs> you know, about uh, the interaction between sales and marketing. Yeah, and we I think we were joking a little bit about uh, just you know there's there's always there's always challenges like we always talk about you know today's solution is going to be tomorrow's challenge on the sales and marketing side you're never finished and I think if you kind of if you go in with that mentality you should have a healthy and and productive relationship with with those two departments which is so critical. Now I, I kind of feel like the the relationship is improved with the introduction of account based marketing. Which I think is uh, an exercise that does a really good job of aligning expectations and, and, and goals between sales and marketing. Do you guys do any account-based marketing in your organization? We do, and we, we, we found the exact same, uh, same thing. So especially at the enterprise level where you're going after very large accounts, there yeah. might be dozens or a hundred of them. You can, you can build out some very specific account-based marketing plans for those accounts with sales that often involve some of the, the, the more exciting things around marketing and sales, like field marketing events and taking big clients out to a baseball game or, you know, some kind of, you know, some kind of big event. And those are, those are fun. You can really get people rallied behind it. The other thing that we've been working through is how do you do account-based marketing at scale? Mm. And what, what we're thinking about is how do you take the principles of account-based marketing that you might apply to say the you know, fortune 100 or fortune 500 and how do you apply that to, you know, 15,000 mid-market companies that you're going after? And making sure that you're doing it in a way that's kind of multi-channel, it delivers a great customer experience, and sales and marketing are aligned. And there's a lot of work that needs to be done there, but it's exciting. And I really do believe that's the, that's the next evolution of where marketers need to go, is orchestrating that entire relationship and that entire customer journey when you're dealing with hundreds of accounts or thousands of accounts with, when you have five or six people involved in the decision-making process and you have, you know, a half a dozen or more different channels and how you engage them, the complexity of that really can get off, you know, jump off the charts pretty quickly. 
So you raise an interesting point, right? So uh, for those of you listeners who are just uh, who aren't familiar with account-based marketing, it's the idea of sort of say sitting down with the sales team and sort of saying, okay, who are the customers we really need to go after? They're the no-brainer customers where it doesn't require qualification. We just know that they ought to be customers of ours. Uh, and then creating marketing plans to go after them. And, ten, and, and, and what tends to happen is is that it's a smaller set, right? It's a it's, it's thousand, two hundred, maybe even fifty sets of customers, uh, which is a very, very different mentality than people who've done lead generation, where it's all about lar- la- the la- the large numbers, right? Um, and so, from your perspective, as a person who came from lead gen integrated marketing, introducing now these concepts of account based marketing, Kevin, how do you how do you reconcile the two? Because they're almost at odds to some degree. Yeah, and you know, I think there's the hype and there's a reality, right? Yeah. So. I think I think the reality is that a lot of people. I, I've gone to marketers, and and we've talked. I said, oh, you know, are you doing account based marketing? What do you think about it? And they just you get a frown. You say, oh gosh, that's the next big buzzword after predictive and big data and social. <laughs> a years and then you ask ask them what they're doing, and they're doing account based marketing. They just never called it that before. Right. And so what's interesting, David, is I I think back to my days at Exact Target. We were doing forms of account-based marketing then. We just didn't call it that. But we had really nice programs where we drove, we had the sales team, our SDR, driving people to a webinar. And if we got them to the webinar, we'd drive them to a field marketing event. And if we got them to a field marketing event and they were close to closing, we would drive them to our user conference. And so we were doing some elements of that already. And in in the meantime, we're driving a lot of, you know, display ads and targeting and retargeting to keep the company top of mind. And I think what your, your question around the balance, though, is a good one, because if you go to a conference today, a marketing conference, yeah. everybody is going to be talking about account-based marketing, and they will have forgotten about inbound marketing, which was supposed to be the only thing you were supposed to do four years ago, right? <laughs> and the way we think about it, and I think this could change based on kind of where your company is in your evolution there are certain things that we will always do that are more inbound marketing focused, but we have segments of our market, uh, as an example, like companies that use certain CRMs in certain regions of the country that we've defined and built out a very specific account-based marketing program for. So we don't do it for everyone, but we do it for key segments of the market that we think are really attractive to the company. Yeah, you know, I mean, the the way that I've thought about it is is that you you really can't use account based marketing across everybody. the 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 power of it is in its targeting. Uh, but but what you can do though is you can say, okay, let's let's just assume there are three or four tiers of of customers you're going after, right? Tier one, if tier one is sort of the top fifty, the cream de la cream, the guys are going to give you the million dollar accounts a year. You know, tier four might be everybody else, and that and that might still use the same approach and techniques and tactics that you used when you were delivering your lead generation practices before. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you That's do it right. the same way. Uh, similar. And, you know, I think this is a, gener- like a little bit of a generalization, but it's, it's, it seems to hold fairly true. Mm-hmm. I do feel like account-based marketing is more proactive where you're initiating the conversation, right, and getting them in the funnel. And then inbound is a little bit more of the wide, wider fishing net. You're, you're more reactive and it's not a bad thing because you will get some of your targets sure. in through account in, inbound, and then what you do is you you roll them through the account based marketing program or methodology. 
Yeah, I think that's absolutely great. Now, do you actually uh, actually? So let's talk about the marriage between sales and marketing, and mm-hmm. and you know, I always hesitate to ask this, but how good is that relationship? And who runs lead? Who who runs the SDR team or the the lead qualification team? Is it you or the sales folks? So it's a, that's a really great question. It, <laughs> so when I joined Acton, the the SDR team was actually in sales, and they moved it over to the marketing department, and. We had, and that was due to just the transition we were making as a company, as we were focused on more mid-market and larger deals, we had to really transform our lead generation machine so it was nicely tied together. Then this year, when I took on the CMO role and we had a new CRO when it came in and we went to territory models, we actually moved the SDR team back over to sales to support the territory model. And... I, I get this question all the time about where does it sit. I think it just depends on where you are at your stage of, of evolution and what stage you are of the company and what's important to you. Yeah, yeah, and 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 if there's a guideline that you could give give us as uh, as the listeners, what would that general guideline be? Where you know, because I I heard you I heard you talking about the fact that you know uh, your organizations might have been changing alignment and. To be honest with you, that happens all the time, doesn't it? Sales guys love to change territories. Um, right. So, so you know, what, what, what's, the, what's the rule there? So I, I think the rule for us has been, and what I, how I've seen this work, because when I was at my previous companies, we had this flip-flop as well, where yeah. sometimes it's that in sales, sometimes it's that in marketing. I think the key is if you need real-time feedback, and you're, you're kind of building out your market opportunity, like you're building out your go-to-market strategy and you want to test it and you want to validate it, and you're making a lot of changes on lead routing and prioritization of leads and where leads can go and who the right customer is, you need real-time feedback. You almost need an agile model, and it would be nice, I think, for the SDR team to sit with in marketing. Right. Yeah. Smaller number of folks. I think once you get it, you figured out the model, the formula, and you could start to scale that significantly. I think at that point, it, it would make sense more for it to sit in sales uh, because they are tightly, they, they can start to build integration points in alignment with sales. And you have a pretty good sense that the go to market and everything else is working well. Got it. Now, um, you know, you, you talked a little bit about sort of you started integrated marketing, you, you came in as a CMO, you brought in other things underneath you. Where does integrated marketing go from here? So in some ways, I, I feel like it's the, it is, it's, I think it's almost the future of modern marketing. So there's, there's a lot of conversations around the modern, you know, the MarTech stack and modern marketing yeah. and agile marketing and all these other pieces. And I, I actually feel like the integrated team can pull all this together and they might own elements of demand gen and elements of digital and elements of the brand and elements of global and segment but I think they play an equally important role in just influencing. Mm. And David, what I like about their role is I think you can start to implement some agile kind of scrum methodologies and approaches where you can move really quick. And I'll, I'll give you an example. Yeah, because you so know in, integrated marketing is almost just sort of like having a, a an agile team or a uh, task force. You know, it, it's an, it, it's 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 different people from different disciplines coming together to solve one problem. That's exactly right. And what we found, and so we're, we're actually doing this right now with a big integrated campaign that we're going to launch um, here in the next couple of weeks. And the focus is on, so for us, we, we went to our, I went to our CEO, Andy, my boss, and you know, he asked, how much revenue do you think we could drive from this campaign incrementally? And I gave him a number. 
And then he said, what would it take to double or triple it, um, assuming there's no incremental budget? Which was a great question, right? <laughs> and one of the things that we centered on was if we, if we do this Scrum Agile approach properly, we're going to know in a matter of days and weeks what worked and what didn't. Mm. And as soon as we figure out what works and we have confidence that it can work, then, then actually we would get more budget because we know we're doing something right and we could really accelerate our performance. And we're almost going to test this out as we've got a very small budget. We're going to test it out, but there's almost budget, un, un, not unlimited, but a lot of budget on the side that we can almost allocate in the real-time basis based on what we see is performing and what's not performing. Hmm. Yeah, that's great. So you've been listening to Kevin Babowski, the CMO of Acton Software. Uh, it's been a great interview. Kevin, thanks for joining us. You've been listening to Marketing Superstars with David T. Scott, your weekly glimpse into the minds of the world's best and brightest marketers. For more information on today's program or to inquire about speaking engagements, contact David T. Scott directly at marketingsuperstars.com where you'll also find a podcast of this and previous shows. That's marketingsuperstars.com. And be sure to join us again next week for Marketing Superstars.